All right, strangers, here is part two of my conversation with Calder Holbrook. If you missed part one, uh, go back and find the previous episode. So so while you're there, you're you're doing everything you can. I know we've we've talked off the air multiple times over the years about, uh, you know, doing doing the stand up and getting into that and and uh, meeting all all the people you've been meeting, including uh, Robert Clark Chan, who you're now a co-host with on the Double Back podcast um yeah so uh i i know that that i know it became ae double back after you guys got fed up with some stuff that wb was doing uh behind the scenes kind of or or even just their product um but and, and your show had started as ww recap so uh how did that whole thing come about well uh yeah uh, like you mean like starting in the first place or or when we like uh made the transition over uh both either both well i uh you know i had uh started for whatever reason to get into pro wrestling not that long before this uh and the thing was like when i was a kid uh i was in i I liked i like pro wrestling and i watched it some like I, I have memories of some of the shows that i that i watched where i'm like i don't even i don't know that i would have known what it was called or what like i don't like what promotion it was i know that like i understood that there was what i could watch for free and there was what was on the pay-per-views and those were all those might as well not exist sure like there was not any way that i was ever ever going to get to watch any of and and so like i think like so i like um got discouraged partly because of the reality that i just couldn't have all of it and and also like my father like would make fun of me i was like i don't like getting made fun of um (laughs) And so, like, I stopped watching it for a while, and then, like, periodically, I would develop a new. Uh, I would like be int- curious about it again, and so I would every so often I would watch a little bit to see if I thought it was like ridiculous or, 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 or what. And at a certain point, it just sort of like stuck, and I don't know what what that was. Like, so, like I found something in it that i i really liked or 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 i became just obsessed mm-hmm. um and so i started watching it like increasingly regularly and i started seeing a lot of things in it that i that i liked and and chan uh, at, like at that time was wanting to do uh like a like a, a podcast about that like he had other ones that he was a part of of course as you know sure um and and like he had this one that he kind of wanted to 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 do separate from all of that and he knew that i'd been watching it so he brought me in on it and and uh and like and Ter- uh, teresa like uh, like uh that like i think joined up at that after after that and and at the time like you know, there was plenty to, I suppose, to dislike about like the, the WWE product and all of that. And you're always kind of excusing things about stuff like that. Like, sure. uh, uh, like, it, like, and it's, you know, like, like pro wrestling is always going to have an unsavory element to it. Like the best companies probably have an ugliness like in them that it's just kind of part of the DNA of, of pro wrestling. Like how, like, however more enlightened one might be than another. Um, and there just there just were like at the t- there were just a string of things that were always like ugh you know you're like holding your nose for this reason or that reason and i think we were constantly disliking the product yeah uh, i remember when we when we made the pivot suddenly our scores just sort of sp- like spiked 
like I, I think we were perpetually with raw, like uh, hovering around like skip and and skip around or something like that. Sure. I forget like uh, what we call what we call or called the um, the different levels, but they like it was always like just hovering above complete like unwatchability. And occasionally there would be like a C episode mm-hmm. and and like we would like uh like there was this particular storyline that was an especial <laughs> especially like egregious one where um where uh rusev was yeah. with was with lana mm-hmm. and um <laughs> and and rusev then got cuckolded by bobby lashley yeah who we're to understand is an insane lothario and they, like it would on a weekly basis, like the just the the most embarrassing and like that, like there was there was like there was that. And then there was like stuff that was going on with uh, with um, the, the the tag team that is now called FTR on AEW. They were they were getting some really awful ones, too. Mm. But like all of that was like, I don't think something that motivated us to, to do anything differently. But then then when uh, WWE like had these massive layoffs um like it was just kind of like too much and i had always kind of been like you know we're doing a podcast about one wwe offering out of the like five that they have on during the week sure it would be i would like it better in a way if we could kind of if we were covering something that we could wrap our our arms all the way around Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, uh, you know, if maybe if we could devote ourselves fully to this, we could eventually cover all of it. And I'd be like, ah, I don't want to I don't want to like have to sc- scrutinize that many hours. Like it's it's an enormous relief to watch any wrestling show where I don't have to take notes on every single match and 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 grade it and be like, you know, like it's OK if I don't remember what happened in this very forgettable segment. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, like we uh, and and just everything about AEW just felt refreshing, and it's always yeah. exciting when something is new, even if it's not even even if what it's you know joining is not so bad. And God knows, you know, like for all of what there is that's bad about WWE, it would be ludicrous to deny what they have that is great. Sure, because like like the like their their leadership is not the greatest like like the their 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 stories are not necessarily the greatest like there are a lot of deci- decisions they make that are bad like uh like about how to book people and what talent to push over what other talent but like they have the talent like yeah. the the accumulation of elite talent that they have in every category is kind of mind blowing and and especially in certain categories of performer because like a like AEW has some really special people, but a lot of them are in kind of the, the cruiserweight area. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, people who are really amazing, but they just weren't beefy enough for Vince McMahon. So like that person is available and they have a handful of people that are bigger than that. And, and, and WWE just has like all the monstrous human beings and they have most of the women. And yeah. And that's that's something that we you know we we're hardly uh, if like exclusively effusive with praise for AEW because I think we sometimes have an appreciation for how long it takes to kind of accum- accumulate any similar level of talent, but mm-hmm. also we're like, well, st- still, 
either way, right? Like, uh, I don't know how you get more than enough talent for, you know, they have probably more than enough talent to do multiple matches, but you still only get one women's match and maybe one other women's segment. Like, oh, that doesn't seem right. Um, but that's, you know, that's where we are. And we're, I think that we, t- we tend to enjoy episodes an awful lot more now, though we, there are a lot of people that we miss, uh, like there, like people like, uh, Asuka and AJ Styles and, and, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, there's just some amazing people in WWE. Uh, but like what you get out of dynamite is pretty fun right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, and I, I mean, you know, Hey, whatever, if anyone listen, if anyone's listening to this and they feel differently about it, like, Hey, these are just the opinions of you and me. This is the opinions of two guys that, you know, have been watching wrestling off and on for years. So, uh, whatever, anyone's allowed to feel the way that they want, but I will say that for me, um, there was probably close to a five or six year period where I didn't miss an episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, I started watching wrestling in 93 shortly after WrestleMania nine. And, um, I, I watched as much as I could throughout the nineties and, you know, being younger and like a kid, like, you know, bedtimes were a thing and raw was on kind of late. So like, I didn't always get to stay up late to watch it or whatever. Um, but around the attitude era, man, it was like, cool. Like I'm in, you know, um, the, the, <laughs> you know, the whole DX and stone cold and the rock and, and mankind, like that whole time period, like I was absolutely in for all of that. And even a long time after that as well, like I, I was in, um, uh, going into college and stuff like, you know, I, I would, I would watch raw or SmackDown pretty consistently, uh, after that first brand split in 2002. Um, uh, there was a point where when SmackDown was still on UPN, where I was taping it and I'd, I'd watch all the time. And as time went on, I don't know if it's that the product changed or if my tastes changed. And uh, it's it's tricky because if I ever try to go back and watch some of that stuff, I, I watch it. And I'm like, I enjoy this because it's familiar, but I don't. There's also parts where I'm like, oh, but this hasn't aged very well. And I don't know if that it's society has changed or if I have changed or a combination of the two or or what. Um, well, I, I don't know what about our society that you could possibly point to that has changed in the past uh, 25 years. Yeah, right. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's been status quo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, everything's exactly <laughs> the same as it was in 1995. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. So so it's it's fascinating to do that. But like something about the current WWE product just has stopped kind of appealing to me. And, and I had friends that would come over. We'd watch all the pay-per-views together. The network was, it was great because I used to charge everyone 10 bucks to come over. And then we'd use the leftover money on food. And then when the network happens, like, yeah, I'll pay 10 bucks a month and we can all hang out and watch pay-per-views and you guys just bring food with you. Um, which led to a lot better meals, honestly, than just <laughs> yeah. every time. Um, <laughs> um, and and just uh, although with my podcast uh, with with uh, with uh, uh, AE Doubleback, uh, uh-huh. one of the uh, most dominant uh, strains of non wrestling conversation is trash pizza that, <laughs> that we're all interested in. Uh, I think I might be the primary driver of it. Most recently, the advent of uh, Detroit style pizza from Pizza Hut, mm. uh, which. Uh, I'm, you know, I think I'm, I'm certainly very interested in discovering, <laughs> but, but in any event, like, uh, so you, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're saying like, uh, yeah, just as time has gone on, I, I, despite 
having yeah I, at, at a certain point like man those pay-per-view parties absolutely were just an excuse for all of us to get together every month and the wrestling was secondary and you know me and some my friends we'd be talking about like 1980s x-men comics and stuff and and you know whatever marvel movie had come out and we'd just be talking about anything else and every so often we'd pay attention to a match and uh i think the the wrestlemania match that was the daniel bryan versus kofi kingston one was like the last time that the entire room was invested in what was going on on the screen huh and, i can get that yeah and and it was just the two of them operating at the highest level that they could um on the biggest stage that they could and that's great but shortly after that it was like well everything else sucks so what am i going to do like i i want to keep watching wrestling but i really just kind of don't care about what they're doing and again this is my taste this is not i'm not slamming on them uh, you know uh, they are allowed to make whatever product they want you know they are they are making millions of dollars a month off network subscriptions alone and uh i can't tell them that they're wrong when they're that monetarily successful um but well, it's the right of a wrestling fan to do that <laughs> well that's fair <laughs> um but when, when if there's anything like this is one of those things like have you like like i think any anyone would have to agree that nobody hates i i feel like i've read this more than once so this is not an original thought but mm-hmm. like the, that no one hates pro wrestling more than pro wrestling fans <laughs> it's that's that's not a bad quote yeah um <laughs> So when when all out ha- or all in happened in in 2018, I was like, this is fascinating. All of the big indie guys are getting together to put on their own pay-per-view show. OK, you know, and, and and there were a couple of, you know, Cody Rhodes obviously had been in WWE and, and I'd seen the Young Bucks wrestle locally here in Phoenix a couple of times. So like they'd been around for for long enough that they had a name for themselves. Um, but yeah, it was all out where I was like, OK, let's see how this goes. And then they were like, hey, we're going to do another one. Also. Like the family that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars are getting involved and they're putting up the money behind this. It's going to be a real promotion. I was like, oh, shit. Like, OK, oh, yeah, let's see where this goes then. And like I didn't I didn't watch all the pay-per-view, all those early pay-per-views. But like once the show started on TNT, like I was watching pretty much every week right away. Uh, it was great to see Tony Schiavone back. Like I, I didn't realize that I missed his voice from watching WCW Nitro back in the day. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, Jim Ross, I can, I can take or leave. Like I like Jim Ross he does a <laughs> I good it. job, but I, he is Jim Ross likes a certain type of wrestling and it's not necessarily the type of wrestling that AEW provides, but he's also arguably the best wrestling commentator of all time. So it's hard to say, don't put Jim Ross on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, it's uh, there. Their commentary team really and and on and you know because uh, and you were talking about the attitude era and I was thinking uh, like again like one of my reg- minor regrets in life is that I petered out specifically b- right before the attitude era mm-hmm. uh, like I'd been watching the kind of like the the lower points before that and then I was like I'm done uh, and then they did like some of the best stuff they ever did um, but so like nostalgia frequently is not really a part of it for me and and um, one of the things that you could f- like fall to AEW for occasionally, although frankly, not more so than WWE who also does this sometimes mm-hmm. very egregiously is like leaning on the past. Yeah. Um, I think AEW maybe does it a little more effectively uh, if anything, because they're not bringing back Goldberg yet again, which I understand is happening <laughs> uh, for WWE. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but like uh 
their commentary team is just is really pretty special. Like not like uh, because like um, Shivani and 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 Jr. are both so good at like uh, like like Shivani is is just a is is just uh, like great at conveying like I don't know he he brings like a certain like a kind of excitement like that is great and he's also wonderful as the guy who is the the victim of wrestlers a lot. Um, <laughs> That's very true. Like. Well, uh, like, 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 if 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 Ishvani is getting super kicked by the young bucks, or getting mer- or getting verbally abused by Britt Baker, it's usually pretty good. And, but and then making it like also really amazing when, for whatever reason, he finds his he finds some 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 fight, and I forget who it was. He was somebody was harassing the commentary team. And and he's just sitting there with uh, with this with like with this indignance to him, and he's like, "Kiss my ass!" I'm like, oh my, my, oh man, that's that's great, Giovanni. Um, oh. <laughs> like like I was like, so he is he is a treasure. And what I love about Jr. and like this is what always what I like about what I I uh, when I when I write comedy when I do comedy. The things that I find I lean on the most, that I try to lean on the most, are structure and logic, mm. and the, and those are you know maybe not the most exciting things about comedy, but it's you get so much out of it when you're like things are happening at certain points like to maximize effect, and you're like you're relying upon a consistent set of rules about your universe. Um, and so when pro wrestling doesn't do that, it, it's endlessly frustrating to me. One yeah. of the little things that always gets me is about like the the inconsistency of who responds to a melee, right? Like uh, <laughs> sometimes it's the refs, sometimes it's a it's venue security, sometimes it's cops. It's not you know it, with 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 there with little regularity. Do you see? the same people in the same order and Mm -hmm. because i'm like the logic is not like referees are there to like demand that a match adhere to rules but if something is going on outside of the match why is that referees that would be secure it should be security uh anyway the point being that what i something i love about jr is just how good he is at offering a reality and that mm. when he says something, it feels real. Uh, like he he feels so much like the commentator that you would see calling a basketball game that you're like, I believe everything much more because of you. And mm-hmm. it is kind of a, a, like I don't love it when he is he'll be dismissive of a silly gimmick sure. or he'll offer some other antiquated view like like uh you can you can often count on him to say something not especially enlightened about women and mm, you're like mm. i don't know if that's meant to seem that way or if that's uh a, like a legit belief you know you're never never quite sure mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but it, like he's like really great to to have there and i think he's proved his point that he still had something to offer so that's that's super cool yeah yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, and then that's, and that's, that's not to say, not to say anything about any of the talent in AEW and just, I mean, you know, Kenny Omega is probably the best wrestler in the world that's never worked for Vince McMahon. 
Um, oh, he's uh, he's absolutely incredible, and I I am. I am only sorry that I I haven't seen more of him in his absolute physical peak because he can yeah. do things now still that are pretty amazing. Yeah, but he's one of a number of major stars that is like closer to being done than yeah. their absolute yeah. best work, which is a shame. He he can he can still do more in the ring than like Jericho can do in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> like what Kenny Omega is doing right now is really good <laughs> and i should say uh, for, for the sake of of uh uh the audience we are recording this on uh january 31st which actually today is the wwe royal rumble which i did not realize until uh halfway through while we were talking about this like didn't the rumble isn't that soon it's like oh it's it's in a few hours actually and i didn't even know uh so but yeah just for a timestamp, because kenny omega is doing some interesting stuff where he's uh AEW world champion and is challenging basically everyone right especially people from other wrestling promotions and yeah like which is which is something that he can do because here's something else that's that shouldn't be revolutionary but feels a little bit like it with the AEW is that they're actually friendly with some other promotions right uh yeah they don't so exist that, things, yeah they don't they don't pretend things outside AEW don't exist like they like they are do they have they they come to understandings with impact wrestling mm-hmm. or or with uh, some of the others that are that are out there i think like there there's always the sense that they really could have a relationship with new japan which would be mm-hmm. awesome um you know like and it with it, it just doesn't work like that with uh, with uh, wwe um but yeah like that's like that's something that is just also really cool yeah, and then uh, I was sold immediately on uh, Pentagon Junior when I saw him at All In, um, uh, coincidentally against Kenny Omega. But like the the I, that match ended, and I was like, "Who is this guy in the skull mask?" Like, I need to know more <laughs> about this guy. Um, and now, and then uh, uh, the formerly Adrian Neville of WWE now Pack in AEW. Like that guy is far and away my favorite wrestler of the last like five years. Oh, he's uh, he's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's got he's he's got a body that is hard to even make sense of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I coincidentally, yeah, like a, uh, about a year ago, I happened to find a, an action figure, uh, like a Neville action figure at the TJ Maxx down the street from my house for two dollars on clearance. And I was like, you know what? I don't even care. It's two dollars. I'm buying this like he had just been fired from WWE or like maybe he had just agreed to show up at NAEW or whatever. I think he was still dragon gate champion at the time. And I was like, you know what? Two bucks. I don't even care. I don't even care that it's the wrong name. I'm buying this. I'm taking it out of the box, throwing the box away. Cool. I have a pack figure. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, man, that guy, uh, he just does things that it doesn't look like. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't look like his body should be able to do some of the stuff he does. Uh, but he is such a tremendous like gymnast in addition to being a terrifying looking human being. Uh, and yeah, I, I was, he was the first guy cause there's the, the joke in WWE fandom that like people get demoted from NXT up to the main roster. Yeah. And yeah. That's very he, true. He was, you know, he was a guy that immediately when I started watching NXT on the network, I was like, oh, this guy, this is this is my guy in NXT. And then, yeah, a few months later, he moved up to the main roster and it was like, well, he got a shot against Seth Rollins as WWE mm. champion like right away. And he had a good showing and then immediately didn't matter for like. a Oh, year. yeah, yeah. 
And it, I was like, this, yeah. is, this is such a shame, you know? And I'm glad that AEW, like, I mean, the name Death Triangle is kind of stupid, but like, I'm glad that, <laughs> that he and the Lucha Brothers are are like a, a trio and they're they're doing some interesting stuff with them. So. Oh, yeah. And they haven't even really like... um like for like for like the like the the lucha brothers are 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 one of the 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 entities in aw that hasn't even really been fully plumbed yet like there's so much more that they they can they can do uh so it's very exciting uh to kind of imagine that you know like you know what what is underserved now tomorrow will will be the the, the top thing at some point and mm-hmm. you know like you know with AEW's um uh, like interest in tag team uh wrestling you're like yeah. oh, it's you know it's only a matter of time before like uh er- like they all really get their moment so that's going to be great yeah um yeah like that's something that is like really uh nice uh to to feel like tag team belts are not just uh like you know they say like all all the belts are all just props but like uh in wwe it feels like they only mint a tag team champion so that the two members of that tag team can carry a belt to singles matches (laughs) uh yeah there is there are certainly times where that that is the case and it i don't know i i remember weird times uh probably like a decade or so ago where you know, you'd get like two world champions would work together and they'd win the tag belts. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get that John T- Cena and Batista are great or whatever, like individual wrestlers, but like they should not be able to beat a tag team. Right. Yeah. Like, it, it should be that the tag team, they're specialists. They specialize in tag team matches. That's why they're the tag team champions. Uh, you might be able to get like a stupid, like lucky win. But there's no way that two singles wrestlers who aren't tag team people should be able to beat a tag team. And I feel like AEW in general is really good about like, no, the tag teams are tag teams for a reason. And the singles guys are singles guys. And uh, I really think whoever's working at WWE right now doesn't doesn't care about anything other than the two world titles. Yeah, certainly seems that way, and and like AEW certainly like shows you what's possible if you really allow for like that level of specialization. Because mm-hmm. of, like only only when two two guys have been, been been together their whole lives do you get stuff like what the Young Bucks do. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, like I said, I, I you know I've seen the Young Bucks wrestle a handful of times. Uh, God, in like the mid, like probably between 2006 and 2009, like they just happened to be in a couple of matches out here in the Phoenix area um, at some indie shows that, that me and some friends went to. And it was like, who are these, who are these two dudes coming out in these Billy Gunn shorts to Mbappe by Hanson, uh, <laughs> which is absolutely true. <laughs> like <laughs> you guys called the young bucks. And then they showed up on, on TNA wrestling as generation me. And I was like, Oh, these guys, that's cool. Um, and then, yeah, they went back to doing their own thing. And then it was, yeah, with, with all in, it was like, Oh, Hey, the young bucks, I know them. I, I absolutely know who these guys are. Okay, cool. Um, and I, 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 I also understand like they they were part of the bullet club in new Japan. I, you know, I just don't have access to new Japan really other than pirating it. And I don't like pirating stuff if I can avoid it. So I just don't watch a lot of, uh, I don't watch a lot of stuff that I otherwise would probably enjoy <laughs> just because it's yeah. again, lack of access. It was cool for a while that New Japan had uh, uh, a show on in in America, and I was watching that. And mm-hmm. then when um, the the company that had that 
the 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 company that that had uh, access TV like at like then also had impact like the impact got brought over and right. and it's it replaced uh, uh, New Japan which is a mixed blessing I guess um, yeah but but you know, I I mean I think you can you can like you can get a a person could get a New Japan subscription I think right like isn't that all translated now. Oh, is it? I, I, I'm going to be honest. I uh, part of the the other thing with this pandemic is that obviously wrestling shows are still happening, but there's no audience. Uh, and I have tried several times, and I just can't get into wrestling without the audience. Um, and I've even tried watching some matches on YouTube of like WWE with their Thunderdome thing, where they have all the the screens in the background of all the fans watching at home. Uh, and I just I can't get into it. Um, and so as a result, I've kind of just fallen off of wrestling for the most part. Um, I, I know what's going on because I'm listening to E double back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So thank you for keeping me abreast of what's happening in, in, uh, uh, all elite wrestling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to. Yeah. Uh, and, and also keeping you abreast of all of the, the latest in and scatological humor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, all I know is you are a man of culture and you've <laughs> had orange juice. Sure, so. sure, I have. <laughs> uh, oh man, that was uh, that was uh, that was that was quite a uh, quite a a storyline. <laughs> I don't remember. It was just the first episode I'd listened to, where I was like, you know what? I, I'm not really watching. Let me listen to their show. And I like Chan. I like Calder. I don't know Teresa, but yeah, let's let's see what's going on here. And uh, they were accusing you of something about orange juice. And, and I know. You- I, I don't remember what that was. I just remember I, that it was it was in conjunction with uh, Orange Cassidy feuding with uh, with Chris Jericho. Okay, and okay. I don't I don't remember more specifically than that. Yeah, I remember I remember like talking about that. I think I I think I was doubt I think I was probably doubting the like the what they were calling. I it was something about like what brand it was, or I don't remember what it, something like sure, that. Sure, uh, you know something very important to wrestling. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I just, I, it was one of those things where every so often I'll hear a, a, a quote on a podcast and just, if you take it out of context, it's hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, that was one of them. And so I, I definitely put that on my Twitter. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, I'm glad. Uh, as, as both a, I appreciate how silly and ridiculous this, this statement is. And also, hey, guys, I'm listening. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I'm probably very like especially good at producing those moments because I'm existing in such a different universe from the other two a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially now that you're back in Phoenix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. Hey, we've been doing this like an hour and a half. Are you? Uh, are you? How are you feeling? Do you want to keep going? Do you want to? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you're feeling, where wherever 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 it takes us. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I had anything else to really to to really bring up. Um, I'm obviously going to edit out this this part where I'm asking you right here. But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. Is there is there anything else going on? I mean, so you've been doing some writing for some of those uh, the the um, like comedy websites or whatever you mentioned. Uh, is there any of those you want to you want to plug or promote or or uh, where can people? I, I, <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm ending the show, but where can people <laughs> go to find some of your work? Uh, well, uh, like uh, stuff mostly filters it's, itself through my my uh, my Twitter uh, at Calder Holbrook. Uh, like a lot of what I'm spending my time on right now can be found more directly. Uh, at, I, 
I think you would you would just search like the same thing. I think it would be like the same thing like at Calder Holbrook or it's Calder Holbrook on the Medium website. Okay. And uh, a lot a lot of the pieces are behind a paywall so that I can pick up that sweet sweet eighty cents. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know you get um, you get so many free free ones per per month, and uh, I have uh, the discretion to offer a free link to uh, the people that uh, genuflect before me adequately. Uh, but that, that's where that, that's certainly where most of what I'm doing right now is 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 uh, is is that stuff. Uh, if that were to change, my Twitter would ref- would, would reflect it. Excellent. You know, I did. You know what I did want to ask you about actually is uh, you were the uh, star of a music video several years ago uh, for hip hop artist De La Zoo, and uh, I it it might be my favorite music video of all time. <laughs> uh, I'm certainly biased because you know, hey, one of my friends is is the star of this video, but uh, how <laughs> I just want to know how that came about. Well, at the time, I was in these improv classes that were that called Monkey Butler, and Monkey Butler was was like a ministry that was being run out of an LA church. It was okay. reasoned that the uh, that that the 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 people to whom the church like wanted to to uh, to minister were creatives, and so the, one of the best ways to do that would be to kind of meet them on that ground, and so you know, they had these free classes, and I did them for years, and and you know that was kind of how everything came to me, like that I that I that I later had was was from that. That was how I ended up uh, having uh, an agent, and how. I ended up doing any of the the writing stuff that I did. And so there was somebody who was in the classes at that time. Uh, His name is uh, Locke Rana. And he, he was aware of me and he was like apparently close to people that were doing this video. And, you know, he just, you know, passed my name onto them. And, and the, the premise of the video was was that like i was a a a would-be like hip-hop dancer uh who is learning like uh like trying to learn moves from a vhs tape right like it's all these old school Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. hip-hop moves uh like the the running man and and cabbage cabbage patch and so forth and so on right and um so i think that they really wanted somebody who kind of matched that that both the that old school hip hop like energy and also who seemed like someone who was going to not do it well either, uh, <laughs> sure. you know, like a plausible, uh, like uh, inept poser of the of that era. Mm-hmm. And 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 it was it was a, it was a video that like came together very quickly, I think. Uh, because, you know, otherwise I doubt it would have been me and I doubt they would have paid me for it like they did. Mm. Um, like I got paid actual money to do that. And I don't think, you know, if they, if they had been able to move a little slower, they probably could have gotten someone, probably me (laughs) to do it for nothing. (laughs) Um, and anyway, you know, so I, 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 I got, uh, brought in on it just from that connection as you know, these things often, I guess, work out. Sure. And, you know, so as a result, I spent, uh, like half of a day, like, uh, like, and like, uh, do doing all the, like quickly learning these moves and then doing them before I forgot them. <laughs> um, and then I spent the, the other half of the day 
uh, drenched in drying champagne. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that fits. <laughs> and that like this is a thing that happens to like so, to uh, people who are performers is that your 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 time and your comfort are, are are easily sacrificed, right? So like the whole first half of the day was shooting me, and then the rest of the day was the rapper and the and the dancers being shot, mm-hmm. and uh, you know a thing that could have been done is to shoot like my final two minutes uh like right first thing but they they did me last like my sure. final part last uh and so like it, like you know like the, the the last thing of the first half of the day was uh me spraying champagne all over and and then like you know we're, we're in this little studio mm-hmm. like I, there was no place to get cleaned off i just sat there uh but <laughs> on the whole it was a great day it was it, like it's still one of the most uh fun things that i that i have done yeah uh like i i i couldn't be more delighted that that still is there for me to point to because like that uh i don't know like it just was it was a it really was a great great video yeah uh, it was yeah. like an, an unusually uh i like you know obviously music videos ha- like are like have like their own unique like uh like sort of creativity they can be pretty crazy uh like some of the most amazing like directors came from from doing those and so their best work was in those uh Mm -hmm. but you know like you you can sometimes expect a certain just serviceable quality to uh to a video but but that one was just endlessly creative and i was always i've always felt a a connection to to uh to uh, delazu since then because i was like i feel like we were connected by something really cool yeah 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 man i uh uh legitimately i i, I you know like i said it's it, it is a bias because you know one of my friends is it but like i think the concept of video is great i think the execution is great and uh i and please don't tell me because i don't want to know I honestly can't tell if you're acting when you're doing the dance moves badly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I I just, I want to leave it up to the ether. I don't, I don't want to know for sure. I don't want the audience who's going to go find this video now um, uh, to know the truth. Like just, just it, it, it's, and it's such a, it's a shame that uh, De La Zoo seems to have taken it off of a lot of his, his uh, video pages. Like it's not on his YouTube channel anymore. Um, I, I did find it recently. I think on your you have like a like a Vimeo, uh, yeah, portfolio kind of thing, yeah, uh, or real, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so so it's it's out there, it exists, but uh, yeah, man, uh, I I hope people can find that because I, I it's delightful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 sure it's just a question of uh, like it's it's in the Delazu vault, and then uh, when the moratorium is over, he'll release the the new edition that everybody has to upgrade to. Sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and they'll uh, add some sky into one of the panels in the background or something. Yeah, probably, yeah. Like uh, yeah. All, they'll all, they'll alter the outcome of uh, uh, of uh, a fight that they had that, that we right. had in it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calder shot first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, and then I guess the other the other thing that I I am super excited for is when you were in the BK Yumbo ad. Oh um, yeah, 
which it's such a minor thing, uh, you know, like, it, you know, hey, Burger King brought back this old sandwich from the 70s or whatever, and they needed a dude with an app, like a, a blonde afro to be in it. And hey, there's Calder <laughs> in that commercial. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of those. And I, I'm sure that this happens to all to every actor. But like it is it is weird when, you know, you're just kind of watching a thing. You're like, I know that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was and, and it, like my like my moment in that was fairly, fairly quick, but I was, I was fortunate that I was, I was aware while we were doing it, that they were motivated to make sure I was involved. It mm-hmm. was a, it was a, it was a unique kind of a commercial because it was very, it was, it truly was semi improvisational because it was a, a commercial that was predicated on tricking uh, unsuspecting real people. Mm. Uh so we were always kind of in first positions waiting for someone to show up so that we could then enact our planned like uh like range of activity and my deal was getting up and going to the soda machine and and kind of jamming to something on my on my headphones but like that was a thing where you can you know you can be kind of one of a couple sorts of of types and if you have a kind of conventional looks or uh, like a conventional attractive look, you know, like they obviously gear most kinds of roles to to you like mm-hmm. uh, but but then you're you're in competition with so many people. But if you are the 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 blonde, uh, big curly haired uh, guy with the mustache, like there's going to be just the occasional thing that is only going to be you. I was so I was very very fortunate in that uh for for that one uh right. i i only regret that you know like i've i've been fortunate enough to book a good a few commercials you know like and i've had dry spells as well i've had like a lot of uh i've had my my cold streaks in the past um and i only wish that i would have been there for uh a sandwich that they were going to keep for the long haul uh you sure. like yeah. like you can imagine like uh go figure like the the ham sandwiches weren't the burger kings thing in the 70s and they probably aren't now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh man i don't yeah. think i ever actually ate one of them though <laughs> I, wish I, I, I don't think i did either actually <laughs> so uh I guess the commercial wasn't actually that effective. Yeah, um, I, although <laughs> in fairness, like I don't eat, I don't really eat McDonald's and Burger King that often if I can avoid it. So, uh, you know, I, I, I try to stay away from most fast food. Um, I don't always succeed in staying away, but I try to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat anything that pretty much that they pay me that much to, to be a part of. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's uh, a nice power move to show up to a Super Bowl party with a product that you, uh, got paid to advertise nationally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also, I mean, I think it's pretty cool to be able to say, "Yeah, I was in a Burger King ad." <laughs> Most people yeah. can't say that. So, I, w- I, w- I would guess if you if you really did a, a survey on that, I, sp- I suspect that would be true. I mean, of all the people that I know, you're the only person that's ever been in one. So, <laughs> uh, you know, for a sample size of not very many, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> Might be the only person who ever has. Yeah, you're in pretty rarefied air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. So um, if people want to find you and find more of your stuff, it's just at Calder Holbrook on Twitter for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. Un- 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 unless uh, unless that, that site uh, becomes uh, too toxic to be a part of it. But for now, we're just on the right side. Yeah, 
yeah. <laughs> for, for the time being, that's certainly true. Yeah. And are you you're but, on uh like Instagram as well, I think, right? A little bit. Um yeah. a while ago I like stepped away from from Facebook and and Instagram and okay. I've not re- ever really returned to to Facebook, but I've uh, returned to Instagram a little bit. But you know, it's funny how you you stop doing something for a little bit, and then you're like, it doesn't just it it doesn't just reintegrate into my <laughs> lifestyle the way it was at that time. Like I, even if I like wanted to, it doesn't seem that I can be as obsessive about those particular ones as I as I was at the time. That's uh, probably probably for the best. But you might you might see a picture from me every now and then if you're on Instagram. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whenever you get back to LA, it might be cool to, to get, you know, part of Calder's VHS collection, you know, one, one tape a day, uh, for however long that ends up taking. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it would, it would take, uh, at least, uh, 1200 days or so. Yeah. Yeah. So a few years. Um, Uh, that's that's plenty of content. Just hey, here's here's a tape I own, <laughs> and, and and God knows I would probably I would get some more in the in the meantime. So yeah, yeah, probably longer. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, whether or not you ever end up doing that is up to you. Uh, but you know, thoughts for possible content. In the <laughs> Thank future. you. Yeah, 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 I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, hey, anyone listening, uh, go find AE Doubleback uh, on your your favorite podcast provider. Um, listen to Calder and Robert Collection and Teresa Gumprecht talk about what's going on on AEW Dynamite every week and follow Calder on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.